Laws of matters of conduct during the meal. Uh, the law of a, an attendant at the meal. Any food item that is brought before a person when he's eating that has a nice smell and a person desires it, you have to give some to the attendant immediately, to the waiter. And the pious way is to give him immediately from each type. But don't give him any time that he's holding the cup, or the... Or the a householder is holding the cup, says Ramav Dafka Lashamash, but that's specifically to the waiter, while someone else sitting at the meal, Mutin you can give in such a manner. Continues Machav, also Litain like Prussus Pass, and is forbidden to give him a piece of bread, unless one knows for sure that he washes hands. Basically, one shouldn't give someone to eat unless he knows how to make a bracha. Says Ramav Yashmakil, and we are makal, lenient, if you're giving to a poor person in the manner of tzedakah. The waiter needs to make a over each cup that you give him. Because it's like he changed his mind and is having a new cup because he wasn't expecting that new cup. But the after he only makes it at the end. And he doesn't need to make a bracha over each piece of bread that he receives if there's someone who is important at the meal. Because he knows that they're going to give him a sufficient amount of bread. There's nobody important at the meal. He needs to make a separate bracha on each piece, just like on the wine. Two people eating together the waiter can eat with them without asking permission in order that he should be able to join the Zimon. The proper manner that a person should behave during the meal. One shouldn't chat during a meal lest you choke. And even if somebody sneezed during the meal, you can't say, God bless you. If they were sitting, dining at a meal, one person left to relieve himself. He should wash his hand that he wiped himself with, but he shouldn't do it in front of everyone. Lest they think that he didn't wash his hands. If he didn't wipe himself, he doesn't need to wash at all. Unless he touched a dirty place. But if he relieved himself, if he uh, did a full relief, then he certainly needs to wash his hands. Continues and this is to drink. But in order to eat, he can wash even outside. Because people know that he his mind is preoccupied and he wouldn't eat without without washing. And if he spoke to his friend and took a break, he needs to wash his hands, both hands again, because he uh, wasn't focused on the meal. And that which we need to wash our hands to drink, that's in the midst of the meal. Because we're concerned that he might eat. But without it being in the midst of the meal, you do not need to wash your hands to drink. Base. Two people are waiting on one another for the plate. When one person stops eating from the plate to drink, his friend stops eating until he completes his drinking. But if they are three, the two don't have to wait for the one. We leave a little corner of the plate, each person who is eating, and that's what the waiter gets to eat. But when the waiter pours from the pan into the plate, it's not the way to leave uh, anything for himself in the pan. 
You shouldn't look at a person and what he's eating in order not to embarrass him. Hey, when it comes into a house, anything that the householder says to him, he must do. A person shouldn't be angry during the meal. A person shouldn't eat a piece of food that's as big as an egg, and if he did so, that's gluttonous. He shouldn't drink his cup in one shot. And if he did so, it's gluttonous. In two shots, that's the polite way. But three times is haughty. However, a small, a very small cup, you can drink it in one shot. And also if it's very big, you can take three or four times. One shouldn't eat garlic or onion from the top, but from the leaves. And if he ate it, is considered gluttonous. Says the Ramah, and one shouldn't eat in a gluttonous manner. He shouldn't hold the food in one hand and pick away at it with the other hand. One shouldn't pull off a piece of bread and place it on the table. A person shouldn't drink from two cups at once during his meal. And then bench because he looks like a glutton. Two people sitting by a table, the greater person takes first, and one who takes before the greater person is gluttonous. A person coming into a house shouldn't say, give me to eat until they offer you. Come eat with me that which you fed me. Because now it looks like you're paying back a debt that he lent him. And now we're concerned that he might feed him more. And it'll, we have run into an issue of interest. But one may say to him, Come eat with me. I'll buy you some other time. And then he can eat uh, with him some other time, even at a bigger meal. A person shouldn't spread out his piece onto the plate, but he can clean the plate with his piece of bread. A person shouldn't gather up crumbs and place them on the table because he's disturbing his friend. And he shouldn't pull off a piece and give it before his friend or into the plate because not everybody is of the same opinion and thoughts. A person shouldn't drink from one cup and then give to his friend. Because it's dangerous. A person shouldn't drink from a cup and then place it on the table. Rather, hold it in your hand until the attendant comes and then you can give it to him. Somebody coming into a meal shouldn't take his portion and give it to the waiter. Lest some problem happen during the meal. Rather, he should take it and leave it and afterwards give it to him. You test. Guests who are coming into a house, uh, are not, it's not appropriate that they should take from what they have and give it to the child or the servant of the householder. Unless they've asked permission from the owner of the house. The people of clean minds in Jerusalem would not sit at a meal unless they knew who would be dining with them. Because 
it's inappropriate for a Tamil Chacham to sit with an ignorant person at a meal. Let's say a waiter was serving two people. He can eat with them, even though they didn't give him permission. If he was waiting on three, he should not eat with them unless they've given him permission. After you've drank, and there's now wine remaining in the cup for your friend to drink, wipe the place where your mouth has touched the rim uh, because it's disgusting. But don't pour it out because that would be a waste. But after drinking water, then pour it out that way. After all your eating, you should eat salt. And after all your drinking, you should drink water. That's only if you don't have salt in the bread or in the foods that you ate. Or similarly, if you didn't drink drinks that had water in it. But if... That's not the case, then one needn't be concerned. And similarly, we're accustomed not to worry about eating salt and drinking water after the meal for the reason explained. Not to behave disgracefully with food. A person can use bread for his needs as long as it's not for an unfitting, disgusting purpose. But something that... Uh, is disgusting to the bread? No. Therefore, you can't use it to place raw meat on. And don't pass a full cup over it. And don't lean a plate on it. If the plate is full of things, that if it should fall on the bread, it would spoil it. And we don't wash hands with wine, whether it is uh, strong wine or diluted wine. Even if it's Natilis Yadayim that's not for the purposes of eating, we don't throw bread because that is defacing the food. Similarly, we don't throw any food that might spoil by throwing. But something that doesn't spoil But things that don't spoil, like nuts and pomegranates and quinces, are permissible. Bays. A person should not sit on a box that's full of figs and dried figs. But you can sit on a uh, pressed round figs. Or on a box full of legumes. It's permissible to eat porridge with bread uh, instead of a spoon. And that's as long as you're eating the bread afterwards. And those who want to be careful, eat, uh, each time they take some of the uh, porridge, they take a little bit of the bread as well. And the remaining bread afterwards, one eats it. You can use pipes to have wine and pass before a chasm which was a good luck charm. As long as you have the wine gather in a utensil at the mouth of the pipe. And we can throw before them parched grain and nuts during summer, because it doesn't spoil. Because it spoils. But you can never throw little cakes. Hey, those who throw wheat before the groom, you have to take care that you only throw it in a clean place, and you also sweep it up from there, so that people don't step on it. Simon Kuf Ayn Base. One who put food and drink into his mouth without making a bracha, 
If you forgot and you put water, uh, drink into your mouth without making a bracha, bolon, swallow it, and you don't make a bracha rishona, first bracha. And some say that we do make a bracha, and that would appear to be the primary way. If you forgot and you put food into your mouth without a bracha, if it's something that won't become disgusting if you spit it out, if you spit it out, then spit it out and make a bracha over it. If it's something that will become disgusting, so move it to the side of your mouth and make the bracha. The law of the halacha of the middle waters. Maim and soim, rishus. Waters in the middle of the meal are optional. Vani mele ben tavshil, tavshil, that is between each cooked dish. Aval ben tavshil, legvina, but between a cooked dish and cheese, chayva. It's obligatory. I'm the other day, it's in pay test. Bays, ben basil, ledokim, between meat and fish. Chayva litol mishum, bekashil, davaracher. One must wash one's hands because it's dangerous. Bechamir is a country misura, and danger is even more concerning than prohibition on your days in kuf design. Gimel, any, all matters that are, we're accustomed to do with the after waters, or we're also accustomed to do with the middle waters, whether that is on the lenient side or on the strict side. Except for losing focus, which invalidates the middle waters, because he still wants to eat, and he needs to continue to wash his hands so that they don't touch anything. And also, excluding drying the hands, that the first waters, just the middle waters, just like the first waters, you need to dry your hands before you eat. And some say that the middle waters necessarily needs, specifically need water, which is not necessarily the case for the afterwards. The laws of wine in the midst of a meal. Wine in the middle of a meal, you make a bread, and the bread doesn't include it. Base yain poter kol mine mashkin wine covers all other liquids. Says the Ramav, afilu mi bracha rishona, even that they don't need their own initial bracha. Gimel im ein loy elakos echad. You only have one cup. Manicho ad laachar amazim varchalav. Then leave it until after you finish eating. If you only have one cup of wine and make bench over that cup. Dalit im kavod lishdos lifnei amazim. If you sat, if you made up that you're going to drink before you were eating, en tochav varchal yain shavsech amazim. You don't need to make another bracha over the wine in the midst of the meal. The yain shel of was in poetry because the wine from before the meal exempts any of the wine during the meal. The yain shel kiddush poetry yain shel and similarly the kiddush wine exempts any wine during the meal. Then mavdil al shulchan also one who makes havdalah by the table poetry yain shel that comes to that covers any wine that you have during the malka. And some say that the wine of Avdala does not exempt unless you wash your hands before making Avdala. Therefore, one who makes Avdala before washing hands should have in mind not to include any wine in the midst of the meal of the Yevet. And if he didn't have that in mind, it would include it for any doubt when it comes to rabbinic brachas, we are on the side of leniency. Hey, anything that you eat in the meal, it's sufficient to make one bracha. Unless when you made the bracha, you only had in mind that one cup, and then you changed your mind and you wanted to drink another one. Also, someone who came to the meal, and they poured him many cups. He makes a separate bracha on each one because it's as if he changed his mind. There was no intention. But I am the common simic of I test. 
Also, someone who made a bracha over the cup of a wedding, and he doesn't know where the cup will end up. Each person needs to make an individual bracha to make a because it's called that they change their mind. We don't make an after bracha for the wine that one has during the meal because the benching includes it. It also includes any wine from before the meal. Even if you didn't drink wine any further during the meal. And concerning wine of Havdalah that was before the meal, if you don't have wine and you're drinking water or any other drink, you don't make a separate bracha during the meal because they're considered that they've come as part of the meal. Because it's not regular to eat without drinking. And even wine wouldn't need, wouldn't have needed a bracha before it. It's only because it's important, and it's so important that our sages made its own bracha for itself. But water or any other liquids are not important. To earn a bracha and don't need a separate bracha. Even if he was thirsty before the meal, since he didn't want to drink then, so the water wouldn't harm him for drinking before eating. So what comes out is that the reason is that the water is coming as a consequence of the bread of and therefore the bread uh, includes it. And some say that you should make a bracha over water during the meal. And some are even stricter and say that you need to make a bracha each time. Because it seems he changed his mind each time he drank. One who wants to depart from any doubt should sit down before washing in the place of his meal. And he should make his bracha. Uh, to drink, uh, having in mind that he's going to drink throughout the meal, says the Ramav, nevertheless, the Minig is like the first opinion that it's all covered. For the wine that's in the midst of the meal, each person makes their own individual bracha, even if they dined together. Says the because they can't answer Amen in the middle of the meal. Because we're concerned that maybe they might choke. Says the if the leader said to them that uh, we're going to include everybody, everybody pay attention. Uh, if he asks them to pay attention and to tune into the bracha and not to eat at that moment and that they should answer amen, then one person can indeed make the bracha for all of them and that's the minute. The Yemen should say, Savri Rabbi Savri Atim What's the meaning of Savri? Do you want to? fulfill your obligation with this bracha. Sovrim is, uh, how do you feel about it? How do you want to do this? What, what do you, what's your feeling on this? Well, Yom Abur Shus, Rabbi, so you shouldn't say with the permission of my masters. And also any other time that we are making a bracha over the wine, uh, for the bracha over the wine in the middle of the meal, we don't say Bur Shus, it was Savri. Rather we say Savri, for the reason that was explained. The laws of the bracha of Hatov are made over wine. If in the middle of the meal uh, they brought him a different wine, we don't make another bracha. Rather, you make the bracha. Even though he has no more left from the first one. It's not only if they brought him something new. The same thing would apply if originally they had two different ones. Then you make over the second one. That's only true if they weren't both in front of you when you made the But if they were together, then he only needs to make the 
We make a bracha of a for any change in the wine from the ordinary. I feel any even if he doesn't know that the second is better than the first, as long as he doesn't know that it's any worse than the first. It makes no difference whether they're both new or one is new and one is old, mature. Even if he'd already drank that wine in the last 30 days. Some say that if he first drank red wine and they brought him white wine, even though it's it's worse, he nonetheless makes that because white wine is healthier than red. If they brought him bad wine and good wine together, he makes a bevriagafen on the good wine and he exempts the bad wine. And he shouldn't start off by making bevriagafen on the bad just so that he can later make the tevamative on the good. Because you always need to make the bracha over the primary and most dear to you first. You only make hatov hametiv if you're dining with someone else. Because this is the meaning. Hatov loy, it's good for him. Vametiv lachaberu, and it is uh, doing good to his friend. Same thing would be if his wife and children are with him. Aval imho yuchidi loy, but if he's dining alone, no. Hey, in Rabbi Musam Musum Basuda, if many people are dining together, call Echen Baruch Asma Hatov hametiv. Everyone makes their own hatov hametiv. Leibaruch Echad Lukulam, and one person shouldn't make the bracha of all of them. To Chayshin on Shema Yakdi Melikan Al Vesher Kishyan Amen, because we're concerned that someone might choke. When they answer, I mean, says Rama, Aval Im Hoy Musum Lishtos Beloyachilo. But if they were uh, gathered together to drink without eating, Echad Varuch Lachol Ma'in Leil Sim Sof Kuf Sof Sim Kuf Ein Dalot. Then, in, in that case, then one person may make the bracha for all of them. Vav Yain Shel Shtei Chavios Vakomim Min Echad. Let's say you've got wine out of two different barrels, but they're the same kind of wine. If within the first 40 days of the reaping of the grapes, uh, we place them in the two utensils, then they're considered two separate kinds, and we make a If after 40 days we separated the wines into the two distinct vessels, then those first 40 days have made them into the same kind, and we don't make a bracha over the second cup. Bread covers the other food in the meal. Berach Lapas, if one made the bracha over the bread. That covers the other food. Which literally means the small pieces of bread that is connected to the soup or the honey. Berach Lapas, if you made the bracha over Paraparas, it doesn't include the bread. If you made the bracha on the Paraparas, it includes any uh, foods uh, uh, of, that are cooked in the pot, like porridge and the like. Also, if you made the bracha over the items in the pot, it includes the other food in the meal. Food items that come in the middle of a meal and after a meal, what is their law? Items that come in the middle of the meal, if they're items that come as part of the meal, which are foods that one would normally make a meal out of, that they enhance the bread, could go in, for example, bossar, meat, vadogim, and fish, baitsim, and eggs, virokas, and veggies, ogvina, and cheese, vadaisa, and porridge, minimaluchim, and salty foods, even if you would ordinarily eat them without bread, they don't need a separate bracha before them, because the bracha of Amotzi includes them, and they don't need a separate bracha after bracha, because the benching includes it. If they are food items that are not essential to the meal, those foods that you wouldn't make a meal out of, to enhance the bread, you're going, for example, figs and grapes and 
all kinds of fruits. So all of these fruits, if you would ordinarily eat them without bread, so then, even if you're eating in the middle of the meal, they need their own separate bracha because they're not covered by the hamotzi. Because they're not a primary part of the meal. Nevertheless, they don't need an after bracha for themselves. Since they did come in the midst of the meal, the benching covers them. And if in the beginning of his eating he ate fruits with bread, and at the end he ate it with bread, even if in the meantime he ate them without bread, they don't need a bracha before them either because he's made it clear that it's part of the meal. Uh, food that comes after the meal before benching. Because the minhag in the time of the sages of the Gemara was that at the end of their meal they would put the bread aside and they would now eat uh, fruits for dessert and they would drink whatever was brought before them. Some of those things were essential to the meal, others were not essential to the meal. Then they do need a bracha before and after. Because the hamoti and benching only includes that which comes as the primary part of the meal. But this last law is not found nowadays. Because we don't remove the bread until benching. If he arranged his meal that it should be uh, with a with fruit that's an essential part of the meal, like a compote, then the fruit is then an essential part of the meal. Even if he's then eating the fruit at the beginning of the meal without bread, he doesn't make a separate paracha before or after. Some disagree. Therefore, it's better to eat initially from those fruits together with the bread and then even if afterwards he eats that compote dish without bread it won't need a bracha at all even though he doesn't eventually go back and eat bread again since the main um, arrangement of the meal was already over them then it's fine even though the fruit was not before him when he made the bracha over the bread, since they come to enhance the bread, they won't need a bracha at all. Hey, if after he made the bracha on the bread, they sent him food from someone else that's not dependent on him, and he had no intention to include that gift in his meal. I feel the even if it's something that one would normally eat as part of the meal to enhance that bread, then he needs to make a separate bracha, like someone who changed their mind. Says the Ramah, I didn't see people who being strict about this. And maybe the reason is that the uh, accepted practice is that one has in mind that the bracha covers anything they're going to bring him during the meal. But I'm going to come to Simon Reish Vav.